already this service has kind of washed over me. I had kind of a rough emotional day, and I, I think that's why you ought to go to church. It makes you feel better. Amen? And by the way, speaking of church, we're going to do this all over again tomorrow morning about 10 o'clock. And uh, so, you know, last week, remember we said that we had the, the uh, Christmas musical from the children? And I said, if you believe in miracles, pray I could preach 20 minutes. 20 minutes and 8 seconds. Probably not 20 minutes tomorrow, but 30. So it's worth coming just to see if I can do it again two weeks in a row. You know, I think probably I can say that this is my favorite service of the year. And I think probably because of the tradition involved with it. You know, I think probably in 1986, we, did, we grew up in the South and we didn't do the Christmas Eve thing as far as church. Our church didn't do it. A lot of churches didn't do it. And um, so I think when I went to Cobden in 1986, the first Sunday, the first Christmas I was there was a Sunday night. And so we were having the big discussion in, you know, in, in Deacon's meeting about what should we do on, on Christmas Eve? Should we have church or not have church? And so I said, well, why don't we do a Christmas Eve service? And my deacons, bless their heart, they rose to occasion and said, ain't nobody going to come on Christmas Eve. And man, the house was like, well, I said, well, let's give it a try one year and see what happens. And the house was just like full and, and we, oh, it just started a tradition. So for the last 25 years, as far as I know, I've not missed one, that, that I have been in church in, on Christmas Eve. And it's such a cool tradition. And that's what Christmas is so much about, traditions. And I love this service because it's about families. From the get-go, for as long as I've been in charge of Christmas Eve services or had input, we've done the family thing. We have families read Scripture. In fact, the, the responsive reading that we're going to do tonight, we've done for 25 years. 25 years. And it's all about tradition. And you know, I guess it was probably when Rebecca and Jennifer were probably four and three years old. Somewhere right in there. There are two memorable trips to Sears for me. One, one we went, we had to drive like to Kansas City. We lived about an hour from Kansas City. And we drove to Kansas City. And for some reason, it may have been the same trip. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember that part. All I know is, is that four-year-old Rebecca knocked over a $50 lamp. And I was making about $12,000 a year at the time. And then they may have been $1982, but whoo, do you remember that at all? Where's she at? She's out, isn't she? Yeah, she ran, see? And so we had, you know, integrity said we had to tell the clerk, and sure enough, she said, oh, don't worry about it, it's all right. I don't know if that's when it happened. It may have been that trip or another trip. But the other memorable trip was we went to Sears, and it was time to buy our nativity set. You know, we didn't have one that we had the Taylor nativity set. And so we bought a nativity set, and I, I'm almost positive. You know, you know, me and Money are like this. You know that, don't you? We're butts, you know. I, I, I name them all. They're all named George, you know. And, and so it was $29.95. And, and again, now keep in mind, this is like 1983 or four. And so those were like zillions of dollars then to me and zillions of dollars now. And so we bought this nativity set. And, and little did I know, you know, some, some 27, 28 years ago, we would still have this nativity set from Sears and Roebuck. And every year we get it out and we set it up. And I want to tell you a little bit about our nativity set 
and what it all means and, and what, you know, the whole story. And it was so cool because I did this really for, for the Candlelight Lord's Supper thing, you know, last Sunday night. I was going to do this little portion and, and I changed my mind and I got up and the girls sang all about some of the things I want to talk about. It's so cool. The girls and guys sang about what we're going to talk about tonight. So we're going to take a look at, go ahead and see if we can get the first picture here. Now, John, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to turn around. So you stay with me. Okay. All right. Go ahead and see if we can get her up there. Uh, now, that's not the TV set. That would be a sunrise. <laughs> well, maybe we'll tell you about the nativity set. Is it looking hopeful, Ronnie? Okay, it's coming. Okay, he says it's coming. I would tell you a joke, but I just don't know any. In fact, the one joke I got is part of the presentation. What do you think, bud? It is coming? Aha! Yeah, it is. There it is. That's where it's set up this year. That's in our foyer. And that is the Taylor Nativity set. Now, let's take a look at some of the guys that are in there, okay? All right. Now, first off, we have... Go ahead there, Ronnie. There we go. Now, have you ever... You've heard the little drummer boy? Have you ever met his twin? This is my one joke. You better laugh. This is the little strummer boy. Okay? The little strummer boy. Now... Who's got a clue why some guy, and I'm probably in these days, it was Japan back in those days, some Japanese guy said, you know, we really need a kid with a guitar in the Tibby set. Because nowhere in the Bible does it say anything about a little strummer boy. But I said, you know what though? If there had been a little strummer boy who wanted to come to the first birthday party for Jesus, he would have been invited. He would have been there. So meet the drummer boy's little twin brother, little strummer boy. And of course, then were the shepherds. Now, now again, you're going to hear some of this tomorrow morning, so please excuse me. But the Bible says, now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, watching, keeping watch over their flock by night. And you know, this is so cool, because you know, the shepherds were like, like the lower class people. I mean, they were like thieves, you know, gypsies, tramps and thieves, you know that song? That's who these guys were. And so, they're the kind of people that you never would have invited to the birthday party. But guess what? They got a special invitation from God Himself to, hey, come to the birthday party. Now, I don't know if they said, y'all, hey, you sheep, you want to go too? And they went, and so they came along. I don't know. But we do know that Jesus was born in kind of a stable effect, you know, kind of a cave, laid in a stone manger, and there probably were some barnyard animals there. So, So we had the shepherd and their sheep. And they shouldn't have been invited, but they were. Now, who else we got? Ah, yeah. Now, again, I just don't know if there's a camel or not. You know, you know probably the three king guys arrived a little bit later on. So I don't know if it's one of their camels or the cow or the donkey. But we probably had some animals there. So we'll go along with that one. Okay, what's next? Aha. Now, we have to have a worship leader at the birthday party. Okay? And the Bible says, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people, for Luke chapter 2 and verse number 10. Now, I need to be honest with you and tell you, this is not an original cast member. Okay? The original cast member to our nativity set was a little guy who stood, his name was probably Gabriel, and as you can see, this is Gabriella. Um, But anyway, you know, he was about that tall, and you know, he had these little wings, you know, and um, you know what four-year-olds do with angels? Make them fly. Make them fly. And so over the years, they would toss them. And I can't tell you, how many times, how many times do we Elmer glue, um, super glue, duct tape the angel wings back on? And finally, it just wanted, it wasn't going to happen. 
So we had a choice. We could either have an angel with nubs, or, or we could have a new angel. So we found off our Christmas tree, Gabriella, and she is our worship leader now in our nativity set. And I didn't know that she plays guitar. All right, what else we got? Of course, the wise men. There they are. Don't you love the eyes on these people? Isn't that incredible? Okay. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, in the days of Herod the king, wise men came. Now, we really don't know when they came. I was just watching the scripture again, and did you see a couple things? You know, when Herod killed the infants, he killed two years and down, and the Bible says that they came to the house. Okay? So there's a good chance that maybe Jesus was a few months old or maybe up to two years old when the wise men finally showed up. But the cool part is, is that they showed up. They got to come to the birthday party too. So we had the, the, the lowest people and we had some of the highest people and everybody was invited to the birthday party. So we had the kings. What else we got? Then here we go. Here's the main cast. Now this is so funny because I can't remember who, who had the line. I can't remember last week. But they talked about the innkeeper. Who said the line about the innkeeper last week? Well, somebody, I know somebody did. Yeah, in, in the skit. And you know what? The Bible doesn't say there was an innkeeper. But hey, if it did say, say, he would be invited to. That's exactly right. And I'm assuming he's got some bread and stuff for him. I don't know. And, and, and then we got the guy over here with the lantern. I'm assuming, Jonathan, I'm really, I'm really perplexed on this. I'm not sure which one is Joseph and which one's the innkeeper. But I kind of signed the guy with the lantern as being Joseph. I don't know if that's really true or not. But that was the earthly dad. And man, what a great man of integrity he was against all the cultural realms. He took Mary to be his wife. And of course, there's Mary. And boy, she had, she had courage. Because, you know, people, man, people wanted to toss rocks at her, literally. Because here she was, not married, betrothed only. And she's with child. And so, man, she had the courage to say, let it be to me as you want, God. I am, I am your, I'm your maid. I'm, I'm your hand servant. Exactly right. And then we got baby Jesus. I love the Caucasian skin and the blonde hair. See, we carry that tradition right here. I need to tell you, I don't want to rock your world too much tonight, but Jesus probably didn't have blonde hair. And he probably didn't have blue eyes either. But he was the Son of God. And it was his birthday party, right? His birthday party. So we had that main cast of characters. Really great. Who else we got? Well, what, wait, hold on a second. We, we, we got the angel. Check. We got the innkeeper. Okay, we're not sure, but check. We got Joseph there, the earthly dad, there for the birth. Check. We got baby Jesus. Check. And then we got this lady, a, 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 a lady in red. Who is the lady in red? Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, give us the next slide there. Yeah. That would be Scarlet, as in gone with the wind scarlet. Now, how many of you guys have a... Now, wait, wait, wait. How many of y'all have a scarlet in your manger scene? You, you don't. Would you like to know how we got a scarlet in our manger scene? Manger scene? Sure, yeah. Well, it happened when Faith was about, again, three, four, five years old, somewhere in there. And we had, and I don't even know where scarlet came from. I don't even know that. I'm not a scarlet kind of person, okay? But somehow, scarlet got on our Christmas tree. That's the thing out of her head, by the way. See the hook thing there? Um, that's not a, actually, that's a miniature angel halo. She didn't rate very much. <laughs> She's scarlet after all. Okay? But anyway, no, no. She, she, she was on our Christmas tree, and, and again, the manger scene was low, so the kids could kind of look at it and play with it. And one day we went in there, and guess who was with Jesus? Scarlet! And you know, my first thought was, my first thought was, 
she doesn't belong there. Now, come on, get, I know, we're questioning about the kings, and we're questioning about the innkeeper. I don't think she belongs there at all. And so I reached out and may have even removed her. But then it hit me. Of all the people, the kings and those guys, Scarlet was the one who did belong there. Give me that next slide. See, she and we are the whole point of Christmas. Come on. She, um, the lady with the scarlet letter, if you ever saw the movie, she wasn't exactly a lay of strict morals. But, but look at us. All of us. The whole point of this was us. The whole point of Christmas is that it was all about God bringing us into relationship with Himself. Give us the next slide, please. See, for God so loved the world. Now, who's the world include? Would it include Scarlet? Sure. Hey, hey, would it would it include the, the rich wise guys? Yeah, sure, surely would. Well, how about this? I don't suppose it would include then, oh, people like the innkeeper, the little strummer boy, the shepherds, us. Absolutely. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. See, I heard a sermon. People who love, give. And God loved the world so He gave His one and only, His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him. And I love this, this preacher preaches this. He did such a good job and I, I couldn't wait to share it. it that, that kind of means lean into. Lean to. Trust in. If I had a chair here, you know, you, you sit there and you go, here's a chair and your mind says, I believe in the chair will hold me up. And then maybe perhaps you put half your weight on the chair and you halfway believe it'll hold you up. But then finally one day you just, well, you did it. You walked in here in these old brown pews and you just plopped right down. Because in your mind, you believed the same way, believes in, you believed that these pews would hold you up. So you put your weight. You put your trust, you put your faith wholly in these pews. And God says that whoever leans into trust, puts their whole faith into Jesus, they should not perish, should not have an end, but instead should have everlasting life. Isn't that incredible? That's a good place for an amen. That's what this is all about. The, the big story, as you're going to hear again tomorrow in a different format, the big story is that God loved us. And we, the Bible says that even while we were sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrated His love for us. And here was God in, God in, in heaven. And God in heaven became man. He strapped on a human body that He would have for the rest of His life, and in fact, for the rest of eternity. And he wore that body one day to an old rugged cross. And it wasn't martyrdom. It wasn't, it wasn't a situation out of control. It wasn't a, God, a plan gone bad that God didn't plan for, far enough ahead. It was all planned. And that day when they nailed him to that cross and he shed his blood and he cried out and said, It is finished. It meant this. That the wrath of God had been satisfied. That the payment for Scarlet's sin had been paid. And paid in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it all started, really in a stone manger, some 33 years earlier. And all because God so loved the world. And the Bible says, For God did not send His Son into the world 
to condemn the world. Jesus didn't come to judge and point his finger and said, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. He came and said that the world through him might be saved and might be forgiven. So I, I, I will make a suggestion. I think you ought to go out and buy a scarlet and stick her in your nativity set. I mean, you let the drummer boy in, you might as well let Scarlet in. And I really, really pray that as tonight, first off, if you're here and you've never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, you may have seen Christians and go, man, if that's God, I'm not sure, you know, put, kind of push back. Maybe, maybe when you were younger, you got wounded in church. Maybe you were... Maybe you were a scarlet or a will scarlet or something, and, and somebody judged you or cast their zone. You said, Boy, if that's Christians, I don't want any part of that. I wish you'd give God a chance. I wish you would, because, you know, God, God loves you so much, He sent His Son to die for you. He wants to come to relationship with you. No matter how big or how little of a sinner you think that you are. And if you already know that tonight, if you already know Jesus, you're, you're a Christ follower, a God follower, a Jesus follower, I hope when you pass those doors that, that Christmas will mean just a little bit more to you tonight. When you once again understand that He came, that He could die, that you could have relationship with Holy God. And that's what ha- what's happened 2,100 years ago. We always like to close our service with, with a responsive reading, followed by the light of the candles. One of the verses that we read from Isaiah talked about, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And tonight, in just a moment, after we do the responsive reading, I hope you got a candle. And I hope that you'll hold that candle. And I'm going to light my candle off the Christ candle, which is right here in the middle. And then I hope that you will... Share the light as I share it with the ones on the front row. And some of you perhaps will be missionaries and you'll leave your seat, Mama T maybe, and go all the way to the back, okay? And share, share the light of Christ back in those days. And maybe somebody over here, T.A., maybe you'll get up and run over there to the back and share it with Joe back in the back corner. That you will share the light of Christmas. So I'm going to ask my wife, something else we've done for a long time. I hope she'll come. And uh, if you'll see, the words will be on the screen there. And there'll be a place for the men to read, a place for the ladies to read, and finally at the end, a place for the pastors to read. And uh, the pastor to read. And then after we do that, then we're going to sing Silent Night as we share the light of Christmas. Then we start off. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Men, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness overcame it not. He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the children of God, even to them that believe on his name. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. Y'all read together. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. If I could ask you guys to go ahead and take the lights way down. I remember two years ago, I was with you on Christmas Eve, 12 days before, say 12 days. 12 days before Christmas, I took Sarah to Marion and sent her to basic training for the Air Force. 12 days. And I stood before you that Christmas Eve and my heart was very heavy because I had an inkling of what she was going through and it turned out to be even harder than I thought it was for her. And I remember last year, Sarah, that she was here. And uh, Blake was driving that 17 hours home. And he got home about 10 o'clock on Christmas morning. And now I see this year. And she's in reserves and living here uh, in Harrisburg with, with Blake and now with Taylor. And I want to tell you that to tell you this. That the Bible says, and it came to pass. And sometimes our world is very, very dark and hard. Sometimes there's a little bit of sunshine. But ultimately, in the end, God's light is going to shine. It may happen in your circumstance here, but if you'll trust Him and stay with Him, it will happen later on in a place called heaven. I know it's a long time to wait sometimes, but believe me, He is God and He is strong. But did you know, for a whole bunch of people out there, a bunch of scarlets and people like like us, before we met Jesus, that their world was real dark, real dark. And we believe, and Jesus said, that He was the light of the world. Each one of us draws our light from the light of Jesus Christ. So as we sing and play, I want to invite you as I share my light of Christ, share it with those on this side this side, that you'll share. And what I want you to see is this, that as the light is shared, the room becomes filled with light. And that's true in our world. The more we share the light of Jesus Christ, the lighter the world becomes.
Would you stand to your feet as we sing?